We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Inspired by the presence of Captain Jack Youngblood, playing in pain with his broken leg. A savage ram defense. They hand it to Steven. Great jump cut. 45 feet. Sees a hole burst to it. 20. Side steps to tackle. Runs left. 25 still to feet. 10. 46 yard goal by number 39. Running back, number 29, Eric Dickerson. Johnny Hecker, a high school quarterback, is going to throw. The fake is on it. He's got a first down to Stephen Bailey. Mike Jones needs a tackle. And the Rams have won the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Rams Talk Radio with Derek C. Apollo and Michael Stewart. Hey, hey, welcome to Rams Talk Radio. This is Derek C. Apollo with my co-host, my partner in crime, former Los Angeles Rams offensive back, Michael Stewart. And we're here to talk a little bit of football. A little bit of Rams history, actually. Mike, welcome back. It's been a while. How you doing? Man, I'm doing good, DC. And man, you are absolutely right. Uh, on par, talking about a little bit of Rams football. Hey, we got a special something, something for the fans tonight. From a person you know, apparently, and it's just really kind of cool. We uh, sat down with Dan Taylor, who just wrote this book called "Walking Alone: The Untold Journey of Football Pioneer Kenny Washington." So, Kenny Washington, one dude who rebroke, helped rebroke the uh, rebreak the color barrier back in 1946. It had been Put up for, I think, 12 years. And without him and Woody Strode and so on and so forth, uh, we don't know when the color barrier is broken again. And in in the course of the conversation, lo and behold, Dan Teller drops a name of Rams or Rams he, he interviewed and so on and so forth during his time up in Fresno. And one of the names he drops was the illustrious former Ram safety, Michael Stewart, Big Stu. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, hey, man. by the way, Mike is my co-host on this show. And he's like, oh, 
I don't know if he'll remember me. I guess I, guess I bet you he will. In I that sure question. do. You sure do. do. Dan was a, uh, continues to be a great guy and obviously, you know, doing some great book and man, so, so excited about the book he's written on, uh, just a legacy person, uh, you know, Kenny Washington, how he changed the, the landscape of, uh, prof- professional football, you know, especially for African Americans. But yeah, Dan was a great, great guy out. My days at Fresno State, and I got a chance to, you know, talk to him on a number of occasions. He called a lot of our games as well. So, uh, man, glad to see that uh, we are still connected, even though we haven't talked in a few years. Well, just, you know, that's the plan for today. We're going to sit down here. We already interviewed him. We're going to go ahead and play that interview for you. We're going to react a little bit as well before we do, because we don't want to just cut up the conversation anywhere is going to be straight. Can you watch it from this point out? Go ahead and give some props to our sponsors right now. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, so without further ado, let's go ahead and get with Dan Taylor. He's going to talk about a few things and then get the reaction from Big Mike. Here we go. All right, folks, I'm here with Dan Taylor, the author of the book Walking Alone, The Untold Journey of Football Pioneer Kenny Washington, one of the young men who desegregated the NFL with the Los Angeles Rams way back in the 1940s. And it's interesting, this is the conversation we're having today. We're, we're doing this interview on June 30, 2022, and the news just broke earlier today, at least some reports that USC and UCLA, um, heading to the Big Ten, just reports, and of course, Kenny went to UCLA. So, uh, just interesting that on a day we do the interview, there we go. Dan, how are you? I'm doing great, Derek. It's good to be with you, and thanks for this invitation. Well, uh, we're glad. Anytime, anytime that a, a book is written about the Rams or Rams players or some of the, just some of the history involved in the franchise, because there's a lot of history with the Rams, uh, we, we love to bring on our authors. And I, I think this one's an interesting one. As I'm reading the book, this is more, in my view, a traditional kind of a biography versus the story of just like 1945, 46. So we're going to learn, we learned more about Kenny Washington than just what happened in 1945, 46 when he begins his move into the NFL. Can you break down what your motivation was for writing this book and why it was important for you to write this longer view? 
Well, it all came about from a conversation I was having with a great friend of mine. His name's Artie Harris, longtime coach in Southern California and one of the scouts in the movie Moneyball, and, and, and he's a UCLA guy. And, and we were talking about Jackie Robinson. And Artie mentioned that uh, at one point in his life, he taught at UCLA, and, and there were two faculty members that uh, had been at UCLA in 1939 when Kenny and Jackie were in the same backfield for the Bruins, and that these guys insisted that uh, Kenny was the far better athlete, football and baseball. And then Artie said a, a co-worker of his, when he later was a high school coach and teacher, had been a teammate in 39 at UCLA with Kenny and Jackie. And, and, and this guy said the same thing, that, that Kenny was far better. So I had kind of a cursory knowledge of Kenny, but not a deep knowledge of Kenny. So I just kind of rolled up the sleeve, started doing some uh, research, wanted to learn a lot more about him. And, and I was really overwhelmed by what I found. And you know, This may be the greatest football player of all time. That's according to Hall of Famers who saw him. Uh, and I just felt that we had forgotten a, a, a pioneer, a great, great football talent, and, and a very unique human being. And I really felt, felt strongly that this story needed to be told. Well, let me back up. So you, what, one of the, the greatest football player of all time, one of the greatest? Kenny Washington could throw a football 100 yards in the air. He had the power to run off tackle and over linebackers. He had the speed to get around the edge and run away from uh, defensive backs. And many of his coaches said that he was better on defense. Uh, you know, Bob Waterfield, uh, Red Grange, I mean, Bronco Nagurski, you know, these, these greats from previous eras all saw him play and said that he was the best they ever saw. And, and many players in the NFL in the late 30s, early 40s, who saw him in all-star games or when he played professionally with the Hollywood Bears out of UCLA and they would play some exhibition games with NFL teams. NFL players said if he came into our league, he would be the most exciting player in our league. So and as you're getting into the story, you begin, you go through his time in high school and getting into the college level. Um, the, the picture you paint of him is somebody who was, as you're painting now, special, very special. And for those who, you know, because this book has not come out yet, it comes out July 13th, by the way, make sure you, Mark your calendars, July 13th, um, that this story need to be told because of how good he was. So was this a case of, I mean, it's going to sound naive to say this, considering we probably know the answer, but uh, simply the fact that there, what, there was segregation in the NFL at the time, or what, what other factors did you find that kind of kept him from being in that spotlight? Well, segregation, no question. He, he, he was a tremendous baseball talent. Uh, hit 397 at UCLA compared to Jackie Robinson's 097 in, in his lone season at UCLA and uh, was not able to play professional baseball. Uh, similarly in football, he was the winner of the Fairbanks Award. Back in 1939, there were, there were two awards. There was the Heisman, but the Heisman was predated by the Fairbanks, and the Fairbanks was chosen by the players. And Kenny was the first and only unanimous winner of the Fairbanks Award. That was in 1939. And the day that USC and UCLA played in the Coliseum to conclude the 1939 season, the NFL draft was taking place. And Kenny's name was not on the draft board, nor was he chosen. And so he actually, coming out of UCLA, feeling that he was not going to have an opportunity to continue to compete athletically had made plans to go to law school and 
and go to work for the FBI. And then that's when the Pacific Coast Football League was founded, and he was able to continue his, his football career, which ultimately led right up to 1946 and the Rams' arrival in Los Angeles and, and the Rams' decision to sign him to reintegrate the NFL. Now, what about his story did you find interesting in those years, seeing 19, between 1939 and 1946? Because, you know, now we talk about Kenny Washington and, hey, and Woody Strode and uh, even Jackie Robinson as those UCLA guys. Um, we start getting into that era. Kenny, Kenny Washington, we all know, if you know Rams history, you know that he helped re-break the color barrier. But he's also in light of, say, Bob Waterfield and uh, the other stars of the era for the Rams, he's kind of an afterthought. What was going and, on and in his life between that, 1939 and 1946 that that is the well, case? Exactly. The, the, the uh, Pacific Coast Professional Football League was created in the summer of 1940. So when Ken came back from playing in the old college All-America game, not sure, Derek, if you remember it, but used to be the top graduated college seniors would play the NFL champions. And that was the kickoff to the football season. Maybe I'm dating myself here. But Kenny was invited, played against the Green Bay Packers, scored a touchdown. But when he came home, he got married while he was in Chicago. And when he came home, he was just planning to go back to school and found that the Pacific Coast Football League had been created. And he quickly signed on. It was an integrated league. And he joined the Hollywood Bears along with Woody Strode and played for them in 1940 and 41. The league went on hiatus during the war. So many of their players and coaches joined the military. So Kenny joined the police force. He wanted to serve, but because he had a young family, his draft number was quite low. But they were desperate for officers in, with the Los Angeles Police Department, so he went to the academy and joined the LAPD, and, and two years during the war uh, worked as a police officer. But then in 44, a new league started up. He resigned from the force, joined that league. And then after 44, the Pacific Coast Football League came back and he rejoined the Hollywood Bears uh, and played for them in 1945. But Kenny was far and away the most popular athlete in Southern California. He was tremendously uh, successful. He was in great demand. Uh, had a movie written for him that he starred in in 1940 while thousands cheer. Uh, in 19, after the 1939 season, when the sports writers in Southern California voted on their athlete of the year, Alice Marble from Los Angeles had won Wimbledon that year, but she finished second to Kenny Washington in the voting for the Southern California athlete of the year. He's tremendously popular. Uh, and, and I really believe that that popularity which which led to sell out crowds at Old Gilmore Field, where the or Gilmore Stadium, where the Hollywood Bears played, really laid the foundation for the NFL to come in and have success in Los Angeles. Now, when you're looking at um, this era here, uh, segregation uh, of NFL, a big part. When he finally does join the Rams, and he and what you're as you're doing the research for this, um, where was he? Abilities wise, you know, in terms of years have passed now. Yeah, where was he at this point? Well, the the big issue was in one of his final games in the forty five season for the Hollywood Bears, Kenny suffered a severe injury to his left knee, and he signed. He, his signing was announced by the Rams in March of nineteen forty six, 
in April of 46, he underwent major surgery to that left knee. He actually had surgery to both at the same time. Minor clean out on the right, but it was pretty extensive on the left. And, and you know, knee surgery back then was very invasive and very difficult. So the 1946 Kenny Washington was absolutely nowhere near the Kenny Washington that, that fans had seen at UCLA in 37, 8, 39, nor with the Hollywood Bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in fact, Dan Reeves, the owner of the Rams, negotiated contracts himself. And after the 46 season, he sat down with Kenny. And Chili Walsh, the general manager of the Rams that year, had made the public statement that we probably saw five good minutes of football out of Kenny Washington in 1946. Dan Reeves sat him down after the 46 season and said, if this is what you got, it's not going to help us. But if you make the team, and if you come into training camp for 47 and you can't make the team and the coaches decide that that you're not going to help us, we want you to agree to retire, which he said he would. But Reeves also said, if you make this team, I will pay you a bonus. And, and Kenny's work ethic was second to none. He spent that spring and summer of 47 mm-hmm. hiking hills, playing handball daily with Bob Waterfield. He and Waterfield would run pass routes in a park. He rode a stationary bike, and he took up golf really for the purpose of building up his legs. And when he came in in the 47 season, the feeling was that He's got it back. He, he's not the Kenny Washington we saw at UCLA and, and maybe with the Hollywood Bears, but he's a lot better than the Kenny Washington we saw in 1946. And, and that showed on the field. He, uh, uh, he was second to Steve Van Buren in rushing about two-thirds of the way through the season. Uh, in a game with the Cardinals, he ripped off that 92-yard touchdown run from scrimmage, which is still a Rams franchise record for the longest touchdown run from scrimmage. And he had a big year in 47. He was injured late, uh, and that knocked him out, so his, his statistics fell off a bit. But the 47 season, really, that was the best of Kenny Washington in the NFL. Now, obviously the career wasn't that long afterwards, and as you've completed this book and you you know, kind of see where his, his end legacy is, what were you really trying to cross to readers? about this man who broke the color barrier? Well, I, I certainly wanted to, to lay out his, his character. Um, that this was a, a tremendous, tremendous football player. And, and beyond that, an outstanding baseball player. He did, after he retired from the NFL, he was signed and went to spring training with the Giants and, and played a little bit with the old Angels of the Pacific Coast League. Uh, had an opportunity, and there were a lot of people that thought that he was going to be the guy that could unseat Joe Lewis as the heavyweight boxing champion, but he chose not to pursue boxing. This is a guy that's really one of the great athletes of our, of our time. I think he's been overshadowed by, by Jackie Robinson, and that's understandable. Jackie may be the greatest athlete of our time, uh, but Kenny's probably been overshadowed. And I just felt that his story and his success and the things he brought to the NFL, to UCLA, to professional football on the West Coast, were things that, that people really needed to know. Now, the, um, what were, you know, without giving away too much, we want people to actually buy the book. Uh, what were some of the most surprising <laughs> you. things you learned uh, as you researched this story? Well, it was interesting because his upbringing, 
he grew up in the Lincoln Heights area of Los Angeles, went to Lincoln High School. His football coach at Lincoln High was Jim Tunney Sr., father of the longtime highly regarded NFL referee. Uh, and, and he really put that program on the map. They hadn't been very good, and, and he led them to a city title. Uh, I think at, at UCLA, you know, he put UCLA football on the map. They hadn't been very good. I think what what was quite amazing to me was was just how good a football player he was. I think growing up, you read about a lot of the white stars of the era, and, and Kenny's not included in a lot of those biographies, uh, and, and and he deserved to be. I mean, the, the head coach of Washington in the NFL, they would train in Southern California, and they played the Hollywood Bears in, in an exhibition game, and he had Sammy Baugh, who was long regarded as one of, if not the best quarterback of that era. And and after the game, he said, boy, I wish I had Kenny, Kenny Washington. So I think things that, that struck me, it, it, one of the things that was interesting is upbringing. Lincoln Heights at that time was the immigrant section of Los Angeles, Italian immigrants, Russian immigrants, Greek, English. And Kenny's neighbors were all Italian immigrants. and teammates when he arrived at UCLA were startled to hear this guy speaking with a bit of an Italian accent. Um, I think what surprised me was how good he was in baseball, uh, opportunities that he had uh, to play professionally uh, later. I, I, the movies, I didn't realize that Kenny had been in movies and, and had been a star of a movie. Uh, just, just the depth of Kenny Washington uh, was really exciting to learn about. Last question, I'll let you go. After doing all your research and writing the story and really kind of getting knee-deep into all things, Kenny, um, how do you think Kenny's career differs if he's able to play in the NFL upon graduating UCLA? Well, I think, I, I think it's universal that, that he's the greatest player in NFL history. Uh, just, just based on what was said by players of the day, and coaches of the day that saw him, uh, they all said, if he could have come into the league right out of UCLA, he'd have been the greatest player this league had ever seen. And I think that's maybe the tragedy of, of Kenny Washington is he was denied that opportunity. All right. And can you let people know, A, where to find you? B, where to find this book to buy it? And... Um, <laughs> Of course, any, any any other place where we can find all of your work, not just this. Derek, thanks for that. I appreciate it. Uh, I'm on Twitter at WritingGuy, W-R-I-T-I-N-G-U-Y. And this book is wherever books are sold online. Uh, Barnes & Noble, Amazon have it. The publisher is Roman and Littlefield. So my previous works uh, are on Amazon and, and Barnes and & Noble and uh, this is my second project uh, with the great folks at uh, Roman and Littlefield. And just to know, folks, I, I have actually had the chance to read the book. Um, if you enjoy a story from beginning to end, you're going to enjoy this. It's not the typical, like, there's, there's several Rand's books out there that cover uh, a period of time from, like, I mean, uh, the one that just came out, 1951, Los Angeles Rams, that's one year. And that story of different players in one year. Um, this is Kenny Washington's story all the way through. And if you like that kind of story, if you want to know more about a person who didn't make history, go check out this book. Again, it's on Amazon on July 13th. You can pre-order. It's also available on Kindle. 
in all of these reading apps. Dan, thanks so much. And hopefully you write another book about a Rams player soon so we can have you back on. I'll keep you posted, Derek. I would love it. Thanks for letting me be with you. All right. Thanks so much. Have a great one. All right. So I recorded this interview a little bit at a, a little bit earlier on the when you got it. I, I sent it to you so you, can, so you can hear the interview. And, you know, you, you had some nice things to say about the interview. I can't kind of want to give myself a pat in the back there. Not really, but why not? But uh, moreover, you had some things to say about Kenny Washington. What were what were your thoughts as you listened to this interview, Mike, about Kenny Washington, about what Dan wrote about him, what he had to say about him, the claims he made about him? Uh, what stuck out to you? Well, one of the big things that stuck out was the fact that Dan's reasoning for writing the book came from another conversation they were having, as he talks about, about Jackie Robinson. And from there, curiosity led to one thing to one thing to another. And the next thing you know, he's doing all this research and now he has a book with some of the finer details of what Kenny had to actually go through and the things like that. But you know me, Derek, I played and doubled in two sports in college. So baseball, technically my first love uh, and having a chance to play at that level. When I hear his uh, response and just his orientation of what Kenny Washington and a type of baseball player and just overall athlete, man, that is impressive. You know, we had Neon Dion, Bo Jackson, but just listening to him, it sounds like Kenny Washington was way better. And that was, I think, the first thing that caught me off guard a little bit in the course of the interview because he played with somebody we know, we've heard of, a legend, and his name was Jackie Robinson. You mentioned him. He was on that same UCLA team with with Jackie Robinson. So you have what they call the Black Bruins. That was the, the nickname. And you have this football player. He played baseball. You find out he had a better hitting, had a better, better batting average than, than Jackie did. He, from Dan's point of view, was a better football player. And you're finding out, man, this is kind of a a hidden treasure in sports history. And I guess the thing I really wish I could ask him a little more, it was a long interview, was given the athletes you had, why make the claims he made? And Mike, do you want to mention the big claim he made? Well, shoot, one of the biggest claims was that, uh, you know, one being a way uh, a much more, a uh, formidable athlete uh, on the gridiron and uh, baseball field. But, you know, hitting almost 400 to Jackie Robinson, he said hitting under 100, you know, 97. But the fact that he felt that he, uh, in all intents and purposes, was considered by his peers, he being Kenny Washington, uh, one of the greatest athletes that ever played a game. That's a huge statement, but he said that came from many people who watched him play. I mean, Dan makes this claim, and this is what caught me off guard, that he is the best to ever play the game. And that kind of claim, that's a strong one to make. And Dan's no, he's no fool. He's no, he clearly knows his stuff. So that 
should make your head spin a little bit. Then he claims 100 yards. He notes that Kenny Washington could throw a football 100 yards. Hey, um, Mike, how many quarterbacks today can throw for 100 yards? Well, that's what was crazy, right? Now, we hear about the legendary John Elway in the Army had, and he doubled it and played baseball, tremendous athlete uh, for Stanford. I believe he was drafted in first round by the Yankees. Uh, but there's legend because of a friend, my coach in high school, Sikowski, his son is like best friends with him. And so he would tell legends of how John would just throw it from the right field wall to home plate just on the line. So I saw his arm in action in football, tremendous arm. So for him to say that Kenny Washington could throw a football field 100 yards and then he was a better baseball player, my mind just starts spinning on like, wow, man, I wish I could have seen this guy play because to say those things, and again, when he says that was what other people told and said and the legend of, of Kenny Washington was, that's a heck of impressive, man. That That's crazy to think of. Well, one reason we don't hear much about him, we mentioned in the interview, was that he got hurt during his first year at the Rams. At that point, he's getting a little older, never was able to, to kind of recapture the magic of, of what he did have. And, of course, World War II plays a role in that. Like, if, if we have no World War II, he's playing football somewhere between 1940 and 1945 professionally. Now, whether he, he breaks the color barrier earlier or not, we don't know. But from everything that Dan gathers, his evidence there suggests that it hit at least enough to convince him that he was the best ever. But going away just from the pure athleticism, you know, we've seen the Jackie Robinson story. The story about football being desegregated isn't talked about much. I mean, it wasn't as long. It was like a 12-year gap when African-Americans or minorities were not allowed to play. Now, all of a sudden, they're back. But it still is, it's a big deal. It is a big deal. And as a now retired NFLer, African-American man, uh, what kind of feelings come to your mind as as you're talking about and reading about learning about Kenny Washington? Well, one of the things that comes to mind is this story needs to be on the big screen because this little bit and glimpse of of what Kenny Washington and who he was. And, you know, I heard a lot about him when the Rams, because if you remember, we've had or we had a number of uh, Bruins come through there and they knew a lot about him at, at the time. But hearing some of the things that Dan, the other things that you may not have known of, he was going to go to law school, you know, so that shows the type of uh, intelligence and type of person he was. You didn't hear any bad things about him. So I'm just impressed with a a person like that, that should be known more on the big screen. So, man, I don't know, Derek, maybe we need to get to Kenny Washington, uh, you know, movie Netflix or something to, to get rolling. But very impressed with uh, how others looked at him. And that's where I always say that people know who certain people are. And when you're talking about football, you know, players know who the players are, whether they get recognition or not. But this guy, uh, Kenny, seemed to 
have all the accolades and respect from not just football players, but people across the board. And it's a shame that he got hurt. Absolutely. You know, the, back in that era, if you, if you hurt your knee, man, that was... Yeah. You know, I mean, that was... You, now you can hurt your knee and you have a good shot coming back 100% or better. Right. And uh, during that era, if you hurt your knee, you might come back and you might be pretty good, but you were never going to be the same. And so that's a bummer to, to really kind of read about. The, the cool thing is, though, was there was enough documentation for Danny to be able to write this book. Yeah. And you're talking about a movie. I'm thinking more along the lines. You know, what movie I'd want to see? I would want to see the trio. I would want to see Jackie, Kenny, Woody Strode, the Black Bruins, and then right. watch their careers unfold from there. Because, you know, by the time he gets the Rams, He's he's about done due to his, his his coming injury, and what we really want to see is how these guys did what they did earlier. I would right. I would love to see that. Now the cool thing about right. this book, everybody, is that this book is a full biography. So in recent Rand's books, you get a story kind of a, a story told that covers a, a period. Um, the one that came out that I was a part of the nineteen fifty one Rams. That was a series of essays to tell several different stories. With this one, this is all Kenny Wash. This is a full biography. So you're getting, you're going old school here, here. And that is worth reading. You're getting his whole story. Um, we we have a review copy here at Ramp Soccer. I've read the book. I can tell you it is it is pretty convincing. So uh, go to Amazon. If you got a Kindle, you got you can get a copy of their hardback. You have copies available. Go get it. Buy Dan's book. And, um, you know, get a hold of them on, on Twitter, social media, and let them know we sent you. So, again, good, good book. And, you know, it's amazing, Mike, how many different important events the Rams played a role in over the course of their history, have played a role in their history. Blows my mind. Yeah, it really does. It really does. Uh, you know, one of the things that jumped out, I know we're about to, you know, close it and and, and really just – keep the focus here on uh, Big Kenny, but you remember he talked about the Fairbanks uh, uh, Award, the one that was opposite the Heisman. And mm-hmm. he said, you know, and that was impressive to me that the Fairbanks Award was chosen by uh, the players, and he's the one and only unanimous choice. Given the era, that speaks volume as well. Because you had to have other players that weren't of color voting for that. So that to me was impressive as well. The fact that you had other people who were of color in the area. Right. I mean, that's 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 legit. You know, in, in an era where you're we're in the we're beginning that last stretch of that era of civil rights movement, where they're heading towards um Brown versus Board of Education and heading towards the the March on Washington, that era of protests in the Civil Rights Act of 64, this was this was not an easy time for uh, for a basically vote of everybody saying yes right. to Kenny Washington. You could have easily have someone saying, listen, he's out, he he's black, I'm not gonna vote for him. Right, right. Didn't happen. 
didn't happen. So, all right. So again, we want to encourage you to read the book. You know, anytime we can get our hands on some good Rams material, but especially in this case for a story where it isn't told enough, Kenny Washington will go get against Dan Taylor's Walking Alone, the untold story of football pioneer Kenny Washington. All right, folks, it is time for us to go. Uh, we are getting back on the saddle, which means training camp's near. We got a lot to catch up on as um, been away much of the summer. So look to see some tour on league episodes. Look as we get towards uh, camp as we get into preseason soon. It's it's coming, folks. Getting revved up, getting fired up, Mike. It's almost yes, time. Yes, it is. Yes, so, it is. Let's go. Yep. And Stephen Johnny Swinner episodes coming up soon. So stay with us. The time has come. Rams football is nearly back. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at Talk Rams. You can follow me on Twitter at DC Paul and Mike. Don't forget Mike. One do twenty three. In the meantime, we're out of here. Have a great one. Do your thing. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com